What's up, guys? Welcome to the second. Well, actually, I don't know where you're up to, but let's say the second episode. But I am uh, so glad that you are here. I am so glad that you are here joining with me. I am uh, choosing it. One of the things that I've been talking about lately, and there is an article that you can read about it, is that uh, I'll make sure to link it. I'll link it in here too. Um, is that I'm talking about the fact that you are meant to create only when you feel inspired and passionate to talk so. And I think that it's really easy as a creator to fall in the habit of I have to create to sit hit, hit a certain box or to tick a certain milestone. So my sole purpose is always if I'm feeling inspired and creative and ready to talk about something that I will do so. I'm just going to put my phone on silent for a second. <laughs> um, uh, I bet you Ryan will walk in or call or do something. It's just in his ha- nature to do so. But uh, today we are going to be talking about intuitive eating. Now the reason that I am bringing it up is because uh, I have been posting my four food more so lately. I have quite a lean build for what I was compared what I used to be and it really throws a lot of people, particularly people that have been following me for a really long time. I think that it almost triggers people to a certain extent because I think that there is sort of a toxicity, a correlation that if you're eating like breads and carbs and chocolates and candies and you're drinking and everything that that means that you are going to be getting fat or that you are going to be I think just in general that people get really triggered by it in general particularly people that have been really dictated by the diet culture because diet culture has taught us that the idea that eating foods and particularly if you're a 90s baby like me we have very much I mean even before that too because if you look back from the origins of the diet culture it goes way further than the 90s babies but if you look at where we were sitting and where we have evolved from we have very much come from a society where foods were deemed as bad it, I mean you think of all of the magazines that I've, I follow quite a few pages that really like put a spotlight on it like um like when magazines were saying how to get really skinny quickly I mean we were the BBG community right we were aspiring for the Kayla itsiness body type which was rake thin um no hips uh, no cellulite and uh, that aspirational body and that idea the Kardashians we have gone through so many different phases let's say over my period what are we I'm 32 from 19 I mean that's like what 10 15 like I don't know about off the count but I mean that's a significant amount of time that we have been tortured with the idea that we have to look and eat a certain way and uh, that you are only deemed to be valid in society if you do so so trying to uncondition your mindset from what we have been conditioned to do is a lot harder than learning that and I think that you can use that principle for anything in life untraining yourself from something is a lot harder than training yourself and I think the best example is from when I was a personal trainer and uh, when I would take on clients that had been trained by other coaches and for instance a squat let's say like one of the most I mean not the most basic exercise but one of the most fundamental exercises that you should be able to do a lot of people would have been trained otherwise with different cues so that when I would come into the gym uh, out training that habit versus training a new client and creating new habits and new way of thinking was a lot more difficult because you were conditioned it is drummed into your mind it is drummed into you I mean think about as a child all the things that you were taught and the parent the things that your parents instilled into you and uh, all of the things that you've learned growing up and maybe the society you've grown in or maybe the norms you've been susceptible to those are at the core axis of everything that you do in every single day life. The same goes, the same principle applies for diet culture. So trying to untrain yourself from the way of thinking is a lot more difficult than actually training yourself. Now, 
I'm not about to sit here and say intuitive eating is for everybody. I'm not about to say sit here and say that it is something easy for you to take on and for just everybody to just, you know, just step into intuitive eating and that life is all dandy and amazing. No, it's fucking hard. Like, but anything in life that is worth fighting for is always hard because on the other side of it, now a year in, let's say, of intuitive eating, more so I would probably say than a year, um, it's worth it. It's absolutely worth it to not be a prisoner to food and to not have a feeling of guilt or restrictiveness or deprivation or sadness because I'm not able to enjoy the things that I love is completely and utterly liberating. So I want to take you guys through what I, where I've come from in terms of my background of eating, nutrition, training, and experience. Now, remember, every single body is completely different and what works for me is going to be completely different to that works from another person and you in particular. But the lessons that I've learned, the things that I have educated myself on, the way that my path to get to intuitive eating has made it that it's now a way of living and a sustainable, really good way of living life. Um, So let's just go back to the start, shall we? So where I came from in terms of my body shape, my body type, my way of eating is I grew up as a pretty well-rounded kid. Like I used to eat spaghetti bolognese. I was eating schnitzels, like all of the foods. My mom was a home ec teacher. She was in the nutrition area. So we were definitely kids that were just brought up with a really well-rounded diet. Now, I wasn't a kid that was particularly skinny when I was growing up. I definitely had some happy kilos, that's for sure. My natural natural physique, the way that my body is, that my genetic pool is that we do carry more body fat percentage on our stomach. It will definitely go on the arms and the face and that's just naturally where the body fat percentage will sit. So I grew up, I was eating a normal well-rounded diet came out into sort of like, I didn't exercise at all, but I can talk about exercise another day. This is about nutrition. But I came out on the other side and was went into my teen years, but then I was taking those basic nutrition principles and then adding alcohol and adding more fast food to it because my family didn't really have fast food when I was growing up. So it was all this exciting, new, amazing stuff. So my body just really ballooned out from there because it was just kind of like a ripple effect of no exercise, eating new things, drinking a lot, like binge drinking a lot. I was in uni, I was like law degree, like yeah, like uni life. Uh, So very much my body started to sit into a place where it had put on quite a bit of body fat percentage. And that's when I fell into, um, well, I didn't actually fall into it. I fell in love with a boxing class, became a PT, whole life changed, lost a lot of weight was in the Kayla itsiness bubble. Um, And I'm not ever going to try and blame someone for leading a a certain area, but I would have to say that it really dictated a lot of my chapter of my diet culture. Like that was, when I think back to diet culture and I think back what was the main trigger for me to want to look really skinny and thin and aspirational, it was 100% Kayla itsiness. And she's not a bad human for doing so. Like, we all do go through chapters and if you look at every single coach and every single person's past, like it's not a linear approach and the way that society moves and what we think is right at that time and in that chapter versus what's right in that chapter for 10 years later is absolutely two worlds apart. When I think about as a coach, what I was teaching my clients in terms of nutrition and training and what I was projecting, absolutely, I've evolved into a different person within that time frame. And I wouldn't, the things that I would be saying to my clients and what I would be educating them on at that time versus this time is completely different. And any coach that would say otherwise is completely ignorant to like their path as well, because 
every coach doesn't know everything. And I wish every coach would understand that, that you have to be constantly growing and evolving. And this moment you start to think that you know it all, you, as far as I'm concerned, are the worst coach into the whole entire world. You, do, you don't know it all. So at the time, I was doing what I should. I fell into the training world. I was the 1,200 calorie type diet. I was doing the intermittent fasting. I did the shake diet. I did it all. But I got to the point where I was actually doing like pretty restrictive um, intermittent fasting where it would include two days of intermittent fasting per week and then uh, very minimal calories for that time frame. The science this education around the time. As I said, I was molded by my surroundings. I was learning as a coach. I was doing what I thought was in the best interest at that time. But on reflection, would I ever go back to that? Absolutely not. Uh, I don't regret it. I don't regret any of my past, but it definitely evolved and changed me to the way that I am. But you have to understand, so metabolic adaption in the most simplest form. Uh, and this is why I really instill to people that you have to appreciate that your body is incredibly smart. So the decisions that you make in the present, in the moment, in the right now, they will completely change the future. They will complete, your body will adapt to its circumstances extremely quickly. So whatever you're doing to your body, be aware that your body will adapt to that and it will fixate to that. So I think I got a question box the other day and someone said to me, hey, like uh, my body's plateaued from losing weight. Uh, I don't know what to do. And my response was very simply, well, not very simply. It was like, there are so many different factors that go into this question of so much more than just my body has plateaued. What is your calorie intake? How long have you been sitting on that calorie intake? Uh, have you been restricting groups? What is your incidental exercise? There are so many different factors that will go into why your body will plateau. And so when people are thinking about the, the diet and what their reflection past would do, when I was so restrictive on my diet and was only eating, let's say for balanced out for a week, when I'm doing two days of intermittent fasting, let's say 900 calories a day, and then I did that for an extended period of time, my body adapted to the fact that that was the calories that it needed to have to sit at its maintenance phase. So I lost a lot of weight, sat at those same calories for an extended period of time, my body adapted to be sitting at those calories. So if you are someone that is yo-yo dieting or you are someone that has done an extreme diet phase, sat in a really like long period of that diet phase, be aware that your body will adapt to sitting to those calories and it will learn that that's its new maintenance. So as soon as you go over those 900 calories, let's say, and or hopefully more, like if it's 900 calories, then sis, like you need to go and see someone, like you need to go and get educated about what calories you should be consuming. No one should be on that, not even a child. But Regardless, if you were sitting at those 900 calories and then uh, you all of a sudden go on holidays for a month and you're eating 2,400 calories per day plus, uh, of course, your body is going to be putting on weight and it is going to be putting on weight extremely quickly because it doesn't know what to do with all of these additional calories. It's not using it for energy. It's already adapted to the fact that 900 calories is what it needs to thrive at its absolute most. Uh, and it can function through life. It can get through exercise. It can do everything. So it give, you give it these additional calories. It doesn't know what to do with it. So it's like, I'm just going to store it as fat. And so the most simple way of breaking down metabolic adaption is that. Uh, so... I came out of an extreme diet phase. I then started living life to the fullest and it was fucking amazing. Remembering like who I was, what I stood for, not worrying about calories and restrictive, anything like that. 
I put on a significant amount of weight, a, a very significant amount of weight. And honestly, it was fucking liberating. It literally was like the best time of my life at that time. I'm in the best time of my life right now. I always like to say that like, because the best next moment is always going to be the best, best moment. But at that time, I was living life to the fullest. I could drink whatever I want. I could eat whatever I want. I was putting on weight and I was falling in love with my body at its curvier shape and finding myself sexy again and not caring about what my exterior was doing and recognizing that it was actually what was within that was important about me, not what my exterior was. And that is so, so important. Like if I'm going to teach anyone any lesson of any time before my time is up, I just want people to remember that it is what is within that is so important and exterior is a load of fucking bullshit. If that's what you are looking for in society to validate about you, then you need to reassess what you're doing in life. But went into that phase put on heaps of happy kilos, was living life, was great, but I just didn't feel healthy at that time. I didn't feel, I got to a point where I like maxed out the point where I felt comfortable. Like my skin was getting kind of shit because I really wasn't paying attention to my nutrition. I was putting on a lot of weight. I am not ever going to say that putting on weight is a bad thing because it absolutely is not, but I didn't feel comfortable in my shell. And I hate this about like diet culture versus like living life to the fullest, and even when people are like, I want to go on a diet and lose weight and to train and to get my body in li- and to make my body feel better. Fuck yeah. If you want to go and do that, if you want to feel good about your body for whatever phase, shape and size you want to, then fucking go and do it. Don't feel like you have to be peer pressured by anti-diet culture people to not want to fill your body with really good food and to exercise because it makes you feel really good. So I got to that point, got to my maximum, was like, I just don't feel comfortable in my shell. I don't feel good anymore. And I think for me, the main thing was that when I was doing plyometrics, like jumping exercises and sprinting, it was extremely difficult for me. Like because I was holding that extra weight, my body naturally shouldn't sit in that sort of weight range. It was just hard for me. So that's when I decided, you know what, it's time to just shake it up a little bit. It is time for me just to, you know, take some control over my diet get into a good routine and to really, sorry, Nanook is being a little dickhead. Hey, stop that. I decided that it was time for me to change it up, get my training into gear and to really just take control of my circumstances. Honestly, I think it was really hard for at that time because I was trying to fall back into diet culture techniques again. And I was just, my mind was resisting it so hard. So I would just like, I did lose weight. Like I lost quite a bit of weight at that time, but I just found that like, because I was trying to be so restrictive and to try and feel a fit and meal plan and follow calories and everything at that time, I just found that extremely difficult. And I was tracking pretty strictly at that time as well. Another thing that I should mention at this time is that I do personally believe that the key to being good at intuitively eating is being able to track over a period of time and to understand macronutrients, understand nutrients and understand calorie values of food because it does mean that when you go into intuitively eating that you have a deeper understanding of what should be going into your body what am I putting in my body? What is this doing for my body? And just doing like rough maths in the every single day. So I was strictly tracking over that time, but I was also just blowing my calorie bank over the weekends because I was being so restrictive and so hard on myself that it would be like all of your good work of the week would go out the picture because uh, I was feeling so hard on myself. So I definitely did that chapter of kind of yo-yoing a little bit at that time, which wasn't great for me mentally or physically because I didn't get amazing results. Like I got pretty good results, but not amazing results. And I was just really depriving myself. So it didn't really feel that good. It didn't feel that right. 
Then we went into lockdown 2.0. I did uh, the uh, tracking sort of thing in lo- lockdown point one, and that was a good focus for me. Like it was a really good focus for me. Went into yeah, lockdown 2.0 and then started dating my partner. I'm not going to blame my partner, but over that time we were just kind of like, fuck it, let's eat whatever we want. Like we weren't really training that much because we couldn't get into gyms and everything and it was just like pretty slack. Uh, moved up to Queensland, um, was still at that time, I was eating so many calories like at that time when I was dating Ryan. Like, I mean, I'm still dating Ryan, sorry. <laughs> Everyone's like, what? So, no, when we first started dating, um, uh, I was eating a lot of calories. There was a lot of pasta. There was a lot of cheeses. So again, I think what had happened is like I dropped my calories down because I was doing my little yo-yo dieting and then I fucking inflated it. I inflated it so, so hard. So I was at my max calories again. Uh, Moved out to Queensland and came out of hotel quarantine. We'd been eating like I shit you not, the hotel quarantine food was probably – it would have been like, I think we calculated to like two and a half thousand calories per day for 14 days with doing like minimal exercise. So it was actually really fucked up. And I was eating those calories and not feeling like, oh, I'm so full. Like, so I was definitely eating some calorie bank. Came out, moved to Queensland. It's a really hot climate up here. So again, I think that that changes the way that you eat when you live in a really hot climate. I know that sounds weird, but when it's really humid and hot, you just don't feel like eating as much uh, and then I just got really happy and into like a really good routine up here and I was training again because I hadn't been really training properly and I was eating really good food like fruits and like a lot of vegetables and like runs very much like a meat and vegetable type of guy like just really fell into just wanting to eat good and eating foods that made me feel good made me feel satisfied like I'd still eat like ice creams and things like that and eat whatever Ryan was eating at the same time but my portion sizes just got a lot smaller so then I fell into like a really nice routine of just like eating when I was hungry and I think that that was a really important chapter for me personally and I think that that's where people really psychologically diet culture will teach you like you're meant to eat five meals a day or maybe you're meant to eat three meals a day whatever you're being dictated by you will be told that you have to eat in a certain amount of meals and then you become conditioned I have to eat breakfast I have to eat a morning snack I have to eat lunch but when you remove that from the equation and you actually just eat when you're hungry and you actually eat what you want to eat I think that's so so important that is so important for intuitive eating eat what you and when I say honor your cravings that's exactly what I mean honor I'm just gonna have to give another carrot I just threw a carrot at him but it's really important to honor your cravings it is really important to be eating the foods that you actually feel like and your body will give you really good cues and this is where tracking comes into play and why tracking is super beneficial because uh, you will understand that I might need carbs. I might actually need carbs because I feel really tired. I've had a really bad night's sleep. I'm really stressed. And you just need that easy energy source. So you have a piece of toast maybe for breakfast instead of the heavy protein meal that you normally eat and you genuinely feel satisfied by it. And it's not that you're still hungry and still wanting more food because you're actually honoring what your body is saying that it needs for that chapter. And maybe the night before you had a really heavy meal with steak and vegetables and heaps of oil and stuff like that in that too. So your body just purely just felt like it needed carbohydrates because it needed the energy to get through that time in that frame. So this is where like a lot of factors will come into play with intuitive eating. And my top tips for you guys for figuring out how do I intuitively eat and how do I do it right? First of all, don't just go into it and be like, okay, today I'm going to be intuitively eating and I am going to eat what I want and I'm going to lose weight and my body's just going to sit into an amazing groove. 
be prepared with the idea that you, when you fall into intuitive eating, you might put on some weight to start off with because you might have been really restrictive on your diet and this might be really new and exciting for you and you might be really craving chips and carbs and all like processed foods because you've been so depriving yourself. You might have a chapter where you really just, you know, fall a little bit down the rabbit hole. And I'm not going to be naive in saying that, that when you are truly honoring your cravings and you've been depriving yourself for an extended period of time, it's going to be like a kid in a candy shop and that's why you're going to be craving it. But I firmly believe that you will get to a point where you're like, okay, like my body doesn't feel good. But the more smart, the better option I would personally say that if you are transitioning from uh, restrictive dieting in to intuitive eating, it comes back to that education and it is to understand calories and macro breakdown and understanding what food values are. When you pick up a packet of chips, how many calories roughly am I consuming at that time? Is this giving me any protein? Like, is this giving me fat? Is it giving me carbohydrate? So then you understand, let's say you are not necessarily strictly tracking at that time, but you are having an awareness of your tracking. Okay, this morning I literally woke up and I felt like pancakes for breakfast. Okay, so that was roughly around 550 calories, all right? So like I'm sitting on like a two and a half cal- thousand calories because I've been sitting on 6,000, let's say. And so you're like, okay, well, actually, no, that would be way out. You only want to go like down by like a tiny percent when you're actually coming out of a dieting phase. I'm not going to get into the science of reverse dieting. Go and speak to an expert about that. That's not what my jam is. I obviously am super educated about it, but that's not something I want to be imparting on you. I just want to be giving you guys the knowledge about intuitive eating and doing it right so that you don't get to the point of like complete blowout and down the rabbit hole and feeling shit about yourself. But it definitely goes hand in hand that you need to have an understanding of your education, calories, how much I'm consuming, where I'm coming from is really important too. So before you're coming out of your like dieting phase, be aware of like roughly how many calories that you are going to be like consuming at that time. So when you are doing the rough math throughout the day, and I'm not saying it has to be a rigid math, but that if you go from an extreme amount of calories, or maybe you go from a really low amount of calories to an extreme amount of calories, your body is going to put on weight. But if you do it in a smaller increment and you try gradually build it up, that's like the reverse of diet, like art of reverse dieting. Um, in the most simplest form. So I'm trying not to go too sciencey because I don't want to get slammed for it because it's not my jam. But I am someone that feels that I'm pretty confident in uh, intuitive eating and to figure out the balance with it. So make sure you figure out where you're at at the moment, figure out what you are aiming for, what your aspiration or end goal is. Uh, and then sort of fall in between when you're doing your calories and figuring out. But education is important because you have to understand what's going into your body and what you are expending outside of your body. So that's my number one and two tip for about intuitive eating and to getting into a balance. Also, it comes down to the psychological value, which I think is really important to start understanding and to be thinking about, is the idea that when you go into intuitive eating, that it's going to feel really good and empowering and amazing and liberating to start off with. It absolutely will not. Don't be naive to it. You are going to feel guilty. You are going to feel triggered by foods. You are going to be feeling triggered by certain emotions and way of thinking. That absolutely is going to be a part of the emotions, but one of the things that you need to be prepared for, and I say this in all elements of life, is be prepared to fight back with positive. Be prepared to fight back with the way that you're feeling and to have positive reinforcement with about it. So if you sit down and let's say you ate an ice cream and you're feeling really triggered about eating that ice cream because... Maybe you had a toxic relationship with binging ice cream whenever you felt sad and depressed. So you sit down to eat the ice cream and it brings up all of those emotions and you feel triggered again and then you want to spiral out. You have to sit down and A, be 
present, be grateful for the fact that you were eating that food and just enjoy the moment. I think that that is so, so important is being present and enjoying that moment and then also not using exercise to punish yourself for really treating yourself because a lot of people will go through this phase and then try and use exercise to really punish and diminish their value. Never fall in that. If you feel like, and that was when I was transitioning out of diet, um, culture was definitely a big thing for me. Every time, sorry, let me go. Every time I would go to train and it was on the pretenses that I had eaten too much or trained too much. And 100%, I had those feelings and emotions. Every time it would come down to that basis, I would then not go and train at all. I wouldn't, I wouldn't exercise for that day and I'd say maybe tomorrow I would go and train. And then I would go into the training session the next day and I'd feel really good and it wouldn't be punishing. It would just be because I felt like it and it felt really good for that time. So... I feel like those are the main things that I really want to instill with you guys about dieting is, I'm uh, not about dieting, <laughs> about intuitive eating is uh, be educated is a really, really good starting point for a lot of people. And maybe that is that you do a little chapter with my fitness pal so you can just understand, or as Ryan calls it, my fitness friend. So you can understand what's going into your body and what you're doing with your body. I think that education is always at the root of everything that you're doing secondly the mental side of thing the emotional side of things your body might change your way of thinking might be resisting it and pushing back uh, that might be a part of the chapter for you be aware of it and be prepared to fight back with it and to really to really fight for it for a good reason and it shouldn't your driving why shouldn't be that you can eat burgers and be skinny it should be that you want to be falling into this um, intuitive eating chapter because you want to take back more control of your life and to really step into the life that you're destined to be but uh, I hope that helps sorry Nanook is literally scamping around but I hope that helps you guys I get heaps of questions about intuitive eating go out be a motherfucking kind person to other people do great things be a great thing and I will talk to you guys soon I'm I'm telling you Nanook you are I'll talk to you guys soon